Hello, and welcome to the Alacrial Tarot Podcast, your source for learning all 78 cards in the deck, deepening your understanding and developing your intuition, as well as general advice on your tarot journey. I'm Alacrial, a tarot reader from California, and your host for this podcast. In this episode, we proceed with our study of the pip cards in the suit of pentacles. This episode will cover cards 1 through 10 of pentacles, a suit frequently associated with health and wealth. Like the suit of cups, it is considered a feminine suit, in contrast with the wands and swords, which we will discuss in upcoming episodes. I hope you find it both entertaining and informative, and as always, that you enjoy the show. to the pentacles. The suit of pentacles is associated with the element of earth. It is about matters of health and body and the physicality of our world. So for instance, pentacles are often associated with career readings because they pertain to our wealth and our money. They are often associated with health and our physical nature as well. So these often come up in readings wherein people are asking about or are concerned about concrete events and details that are happening in and around their physical or financial or career paths. So let's get right into it. First of all, we have the Ace of Pentacles. This is a card that is set against a blue background, and there is a cloud with a hand coming out of it, cradling a large golden pentacle. Below, there is a grassy landscape with a garden path. There are some white flowers, and there is a hedge with an arch, all of which is consumed by some sort of bush uh, with what appears to be red flowers on it. And just through the arch in the distance, there appear to be the silhouette of mountains as well. The Ace of Pentacles is generally about opportunity, small good fortune. Another another of the keywords that or key phrases that I might associate with this card is down to earth. Like all of the other aces, it numerologically is talking about the very beginning of something, just the spark, the initial spark of creation. So that is what we mean when we associate it with an opportunity. It's just the beginning of an opportunity, or it is a, a small good fortune. Small because it is the ace of pentacles. Well, I guess you could really interpret it in a couple of ways. I typically interpret it as small because we are talking about the ace here, not a card that is higher up, uh, which we'll get to later. For example, like the ten of pentacles, which doesn't usually mean a huge fortune or anything like that anyway, but <laughs> it's also probably safer just to predict small fortunes rather than huge sums of money wandering into querence laps. Anyhow, I find, because that is a rather rare event. But it, it could, it could theoretically mean a large fortune as well. And I guess that would also make sense because if, I mean, if your intuition is telling you more that type of thing within the context of a reading, then I'd say by all means go for it. And I could see how that would be the case because, um, 
the hand holding the pentacle takes up the majority of the card. That is the main action happening there. So that could be, you know, talking about a large and weighty sum of money. You know, you kind of do get the impression looking at the pentacle being held in the hand. I mean, the hand is doing this effortlessly because it's some sort of divine looking thing. But you do get the impression that that pentacle could weigh rather a lot. So it could just as easily be a large fortune as a small fortune, though I typically go with the smaller if I were going to make uh, that specific of a uh, of an assessment about it. Turned upside down, we are seeing that the Ace of Pentacles means the opposite. It means a missed or a lost opportunity or a loss of money. So it is not a fortunate kind of card to receive. If your querent receives this card in the reverse, something is not going frightfully well or is not destined to go frightfully well. I suppose, I mean, in general, uh, this is talking about opportunity and money. If you are receiving that in or about someone's health or about their perceptions about their body or something like that, you have that same vibe, uh, the negative being prominent in the reverse position and uh, the more positive and the more new being represented by the face-up orientation of the card. However... In general, it's really good that if your querent is asking about um, medical things, uh, that they also, in conjunction with the tarot reading that you are giving them, that they do seek modern medical advice, because tarot should never be used as a substitute for a regular medical attention. So that's an important note to have there. But yes, Ace of Pentacles, opportunity face up, missed or lost opportunity in reverse there. Moving on, we're going to the two. The two is, again, set against a blue backdrop, and there is some sort of, like, bluish-purple uh, surface on which the figure is standing. It kind of reminds me of concrete, really, or stone, something like that, something hard and cold. And in the background, we see rather stylized waves of the ocean, and we've got a couple of ships bobbing up and down precipitously uh, on the crests of a couple of them in the background. And in the foreground, we have a figure who is holding a pentacle in each hand, and around the pentacles is drawn this green sort of infinity symbol, a really long stretched out figure eight looking thing. The figure is wearing a tall hat that is red, he is wearing an orange shirt underneath a belted yellow tunic or outer shirt, something like that. And then he's got red tights on and green shoes. And basically, he looks as though he might be juggling these pentacles, or to me, it looks like he's really weighing them up in his hands a bit more. But you could get the interpretation of juggling out of it as well. Either way, the focus is on these two pentacles on either side of his body, held one in each hand, and then we've got, of course, the ships in the background as well. That's the main source of action going on. And the two of pentacles, quite simply, means balance. The wise spending and earning of money or just in general, your material resources. And also, as a third uh, keyword for you, I would give you adaptability as well. Balance in terms of finance is really, is really pretty self-explanatory and straightforward. Um, somebody is doing well balancing how they're spending and how they're earning their money. Or 
they are being adaptable in the financial sphere. It doesn't have to relate only to finances, though. If the Two of Pentacles comes up somewhere else in a reading, something in a position that is perhaps talking about emotions, it is still it is still very valid to look at this card as indicating balance. Um, it is one of, in fact, if I had to, you know, associate the word balance with cards in the deck, this is probably the strongest card that pops out uh, to me, with the possible exception of, or with the addition of, I might also add uh, temperance, for instance. Um, justice certainly has some of that uh, vibe going there, and they're easy to remember because they're major arcana. Um, but yeah, this is definitely uh, one that I go to for balance, or that my mind immediately hits on for balance there. Now, in the reverse position, we again find that the Two of Pentacles means the opposite. So, whereas face up, it was balance, in the reverse, it is imbalance uh, and instability. So, pretty self-explanatory there, and in fact, if you do turn this card upside down, it looks like those little ships and our juggling figure are just going to fall into an endless blue sky. Um, and that happens quite a lot, not only with this card, but in general when you reverse cards, sometimes if you get the idea that the figures or uh, the action is in danger of toppling head over heels and just, you know being sucked out into the sky, that that does kind of give you uh, a visual cue uh, to help you remember that we are looking at the opposite meaning there. It's not always the opposite meaning, but in this case, I would interpret that as an opposite meaning of the face-up orientation. Moving on to the Three of Pentacles. The Three of Pentacles, we see a scene in a church, or what is presumably a church. It certainly looks like it there. We've got brickwork uh, we can see, and we've got a really elaborate arch and a pair of smaller arches, and we've got almost a stained glass window type thing, but there's no glass, so it's not really a window. It looks more like we're uh, looking at a design in the stonework itself, uh, and that is supported by one of the figures we see who is standing on top of a workbench, and he appears to have some sort of like hammer and a chisel, uh, in his hands. He's got a yellow apron on. He's wearing purple and white and has blonde hair and boots. And then we have a couple of other figures standing just off to his side. One of them appears to have a haircut cut very much... Oh, I can't even remember. Um, is, it, is it a tonsure? It's very typical of what you think of when you think of like a friar or a monk or something back in the day. Uh, so shaved on the very top uh, with a ring of hair just below that. So uh, we've got one such as him there. He is wearing uh, white or gray. It's a, it's a bit ambiguous. And next to him, there is a figure in a rather loud hooded cloak of some sort. And loud, I mean, because it's yellow and it's got these bright red spots. And this person, uh, male or female is unclear, is holding what appears to be plans. Uh, so holding some sort of parchment, and it looks like a miniature representation of uh, the scene at large. So it is as though those two people there are communicating with some sort of artisan about the construction of this scene in what looks like a church. So that's what's going on there. The Three of Pentacles, not surprisingly, therefore, when appearing in the face-up position, means teamwork, consultation, and collaboration. 
I often find this uh, when dealing with uh, work and career readings. When it comes up, it's usually a pretty positive sign. There is not the sense in the image that people aren't getting along or that there's any kind of disharmony, but rather that people are working together toward a common goal, and that is always a productive uh, kind of arrangement there. Uh, so it's usually positive, and I do often find that it comes up when describing the conditions of a workplace, of a happy workplace anyway. It can also equally appear upside down. When it happens in reverse, I find that we are looking at the opposite meaning. Uh, so we're talking about differing views and disagreements here, perhaps a lack of teamwork, or uh, as sometimes happens in teams, you find that too many people want power and not enough people want to be led, sort of the idea of too many cooks in the kitchen ruin the stew. <laughs> uh, yes, but so the three of pentacles, teamwork face up, not so much uh, in the reverse. Now, moving on to the four. The four of pentacles shows us an image of, it's sort of a light blue or white, it's not quite white, it's, it's a very light blue background, and then a little bit darker blue foreground, upon which there is seated in what appears to be some sort of stone chair or throne, a, a man wearing a golden crown, a purple cloak, red uh, robes and red shirt and red shoes underneath, uh, trimmed in a light blue, it looks like, is this robe. And he has sitting on top of his head one pentacle. He is holding in with both arms, uh, sort of in a circular motion around his middle, a second pentacle. And then he has one foot on two additional pentacles. So there is that is to say, one of his feet is on one pentacle and the other foot is on the other. So there are a total of four pentacles in the scene. And then behind him, in the background, there is a city. It's got lots of different colors going on in it, and it looks quite nice, actually, uh, with some park areas and some trees uh, and some vegetation, as well as plenty of... Um, towering structures as well. So, the Four of Pentacles is usually talking about frugality, cheapness, or tight-fistedness uh, when it comes face up. Now, it's a bit interesting because we have, we have two sides to the concept of frugality. There is frugality, and then there is being miserly. And in fact, that is the distinction between the face-up orientation and the reverse orientation, which is to say, face-up, we're talking about more of the positive aspects of holding on to money, and we're talking about conservation of wealth and resources, but in the reverse position, we are talking about the amplification of all the negative sides of those things. So we're talking about greed and hoarding and miserliness there. The idea is uh, when it comes up upside down, that we don't have a wise ruler um, holding on to the resources of his kingdom, as we see when the card is face up, rather that we have a scared or fearful ruler clutching desperately to what he fears to lose, the material wealth of his kingdom. So there is that distinction to watch out for in the Four of Pentacles there. Now the Five of Pentacles comes next. In the Five of Pentacles, we notice that there are two figures walking outside of what appears to be a church. There is snow on the ground and snow is falling. One of the figures uh, clasps his hands in front of him, or it could be a her. Uh, again, it's not always clear from the radiant Rider Waite. Um, but this individual is wearing an orange tattered 
uh, cloak over over their head and shoulders, and they have blue and yellow garments, again with sort of a ragged edge to them underneath, and they appear to be barefoot. And they've got their hands clasped in front of them, uh, almost as if in prayer. There is a man walking along beside this individual with two crutches, one under each arm. His feet are wrapped in either bandages or just scraps of fabric against the cold. We're not quite sure. One is wrapped in yellow cloth, the other is wrapped in blue, and he himself is wearing a blue sort of tunic with yellow sleeves, and he has a red hat on. In the stained glass window of the church, which these figures are passing, there are five pentacles. So the five of pentacles in the face-up position is talking about hardship, poverty, or potentially injury. So it is not typically looked on as a favorable card. It usually means that some misfortune has come into the life of the querent in one of the spheres that the uh, pentacles are usually talking about. Again, it does not necessarily mean only that this hardship has befallen them in the area of health or finance. could easily be happening to them in terms of their relationship. Um, could be happening to them in any number of contexts. But the underlying message of the Five of Pentacles remains one of slight negativity, uh, hardship, poverty, difficulties, hard times have befallen the two figures there. So yes, it is sometimes a difficult card to receive during a reading because of the difficulty of the meaning associated with it. However, I would encourage you, if you receive this card during a reading, to tell your client or to remind your client that it is how we deal with hardships that is often indicative of our character, or it helps us to build character. In fact, if you really, I mean, it's very, very difficult to realize this in the moment of difficulty, and sometimes this is not an appropriate observation to have at all, but if you really stop and think, and you just step back and you think to yourself, well, what if there was never any difficulty in life whatsoever of any kind, then you'd be left with a really boring existence entirely, wouldn't you? It's the challenges and the difficulties that make life worth living in its way that um, help us to test our limits and define who we are as people. And so there is, even in hardship, there is a positive side. And so if your querent seems like somebody who would be amenable to hearing that, I would encourage you to go ahead and point these things out to them. Uh, like I said, it's not always appropriate. You have to have some sensitivity, and if you can, you know, be aware of where you feel your client is is uh, in terms of how they're wanting to think about things. But if they do look like they need a word of encouragement, those are some interesting thoughts to give them to chew on. Now, when the Five of Pentacles appears in the reverse position, we get to go with the opposite meaning of the card. So rather than misfortune and poverty or injury, we are seeing that things are turning around for whoever is receiving this card in the reverse position. So the opposite meaning uh, is, is there. Uh, things are getting better. Perhaps they were bad, but they're, we're, we're turning over a new leaf. We're turning a corner, and the sun is going to come out. Uh, that's sort of the implication there. If somebody has been in difficult financial straits, that's going to reverse for them, is the message behind there. If they have been having a difficult or injurious time uh, in their relationships, things uh, are now set, the stage is set for those things to be turning around. One of the reference books that I 
particularly like uh, when it comes to learning tarot, that is kitchen table tarot, has an excellent thing to say about the five of pentacles in the reverse position, and that is to point out that prayer is a major influence or symbol within this card. As I mentioned, uh, one of the figures appears to have his or her hands clasped together in prayer, and the other figure that is hobbling along on his crutches is in fact looking up towards the heavens, beseeching God, perhaps, to change their fortunes. So Kitchen Table Tarot points out that prayer, or your intent, whichever one you would like to think about it as, is an important theme in this card. It implies that it is not through sitting on your ass and doing nothing that your situation improves and gets better. It is through the application of your will and your work. Additionally, these these figures are not stagnant. They're not still. They are, in fact, still moving. They're walking. You know the expression, if you're going through hell, keep going. That is definitely something to consider in this card as well. When the five comes up in reverse, you have kept going and you are about ready to come out the other side. That is what we see in the Five of Pentacles reversed. So, to recap, Five of Pentacles in the upright position means hardship, poverty, or injury, and in the reverse position, that may all have happened recently or in uh, recent memory, but with the correct application of intent and stick-to-itiveness, just continuing to go, if you will, rather than to throw up your hands and give up, you'll find that the situation is going to look up. Moving on to the Six of Pentacles. The Six of Pentacles is a scene that has a very light blue sky to it, and again, a sort of concrete-looking floor. It shows six pentacles floating in the air above an elaborately clothed man who is wearing red, a red fur-trimmed robe, and in one hand he is holding a scales, a pair of scales there, and the other he is letting money fall from his palm into the open hands of a, a, a beggar woman. She has a a brownish kind of cap on with a sort of tan-colored cloak as well, and she is holding out her hands to receive whatever he has to give. There is another man beneath the scales in the card, uh, under the man that is giving out the money, who also has his hands out, and he is wearing a light blue cloak, and you can see a couple of patches on his cloak as well, so indicating their needy uh, situation, their needy nature. And the Six of Pentacles, uh, not surprisingly, therefore, means charity, giving, and also receiving. Because the biggest problem that I find with this card is it's very difficult to tell sometimes whether or not this means that your client is in a position where he or she needs to consider giving, or he or she needs to consider gracefully receiving. Because we have a big problem in our culture with being able to accept help, particularly financial help. I remember a time in recent memory, not too recent, it's been it's been a year perhaps ago, but I had to borrow money from some of my closest friends, and it was not an insubstantial sum either. I knew that they could afford it, and so I didn't feel horrible asking them, but it is a very vulnerable position to be in. I had to really swallow my pride, and I had to say, I need help. And 
I and I was able to receive the money and the help that I needed. And then, of course, when my fortunes turned around, I was able to pay it back. And so everything came out just fine. But there was that embarrassment um, and that shame of having to ask for money. And sometimes you, when you need help, you need help. If you have to ask, you should be able to do it gracefully. And I hope that everybody has someone in their lives that is able to provide them with that help. Hopefully there is a source of help for you if you find yourself in those dire straits. So it can mean that you need to be more giving and more charitable, because sometimes we also do have a tendency to hoard things for ourselves, or we can get so wrapped up in our own situations and thinking, oh, but I need to save for this, and I've got that vacation coming up, or I went out to Taco Bell one too many times this week, and so I, I have got to stop spending, and I've got to really rein it in, and that's well and good. Being frugal and having a balanced approach to your finances is important, but sometimes when you do that, you can forget that charity is an important virtue to consider. There are many, many people less fortunate than you in all likelihood. And if you do have something to give and you feel called to give, it's sometimes wise not to ignore that call. So the Six of Pentacles can be talking about either of these things, and it is the other cards in the spread that will help you to determine which of the meanings is more apt for your client. Now, when the Six of Pentacles lands upside down, I find that it's best to give the opposite interpretation or an interpretation that sort of changes the perspective of the upright meaning. In other words, I would give you the words self-care and debt with, with this card. So self-care being kind of a little bit different from charity, rather than giving of ourselves out to somebody else, we are turning that energy inwards on ourselves. It is important. And self-care is this word that's really thrown around quite, you know, cavalierly. Having a bubble bath and watching Netflix and eating bonbons all weekend is not self-care. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say is not always is not self-care. Uh, it could, in fact, be self-care, but you probably find that in most instances, it isn't. Uh, Self-care is about restoring balance. If you have been doing a lot of work, you may need an entire weekend of sitting on your butt and watching Netflix in order to recover from that. I am not the, going to be the person to tell you don't do that. However, sometimes... If you do something like that, you can feel worse than you did when you went in. So self-care is really intentional. You have to think to yourself, what does my body, what does my mind, what does my spirit need, and how can I nourish it? It's not about being lazy and giving in to whatever we may feel that we want to do hedonistically in the moment. It is about being your own sort of parent. It's kind of like self-parenting. And saying, you know, look, splitting yourself into two, looking at yourself as a child and thinking to yourself, you know, if I were a parent to myself right now, what would be in my child's best interest? What should I do for him or her? And then doing that for yourself, self-care, doing what is in your best interest. And it does take some intention and it does take a bit of thought sometimes. So it's important to make that distinction there. The other possible interpretation or meaning of the six pentacles in reverse is that of being in debt. When it lands in the reverse position like that, I do find that it's a bit disturbing. So if the other cards around the six of pentacles um, are giving a more, you know, back off, conserve your energy type of vibe to it, I would go perhaps more with the self-care interpretation. However, if we are talking about hardship and difficulty, then I might be looking at the six of pentacles reversed as an indication of 
how are you doing financially? You know, can we be really honest about your financial situation? Are you, in fact, in debt? Do you need some strategies to help you get out of there? Those would be some good questions to ask your querent uh, in that case. Moving on to the Seven of Pentacles. Now, the Seven of Pentacles is a card in which we have a figure in a blue uh, shirt and blue tights with sort of an orange tunic or overcoat, and he is leaning on some sort of garden implement. Could be a rake, could be a hoe. Looks like it might be a hoe. And he is uh, sort of leaning on that with his chin on his hands, and he is watching or looking at this sort of large leafy bush that has sprouted pentacles, it looks like. Seven pentacles, to be precise, although there is one pentacle at his feet there. In the in the distance, there appear to be some mountains, and the earth that he is standing on is uh, rich and brown, uh, and then, of course, there's plenty of green from his crop there that he is watching grow. So, in the face-up position, this card means waiting. It means patience, and it can mean boredom. This guy has done the work, he has put in his work, he has cultivated his ground, he has watered, he has given the love to the plants that he can. All that is left to do for him is to wait, and so that is exactly what he's doing. He has sort of planted himself firmly there, watching, still looking over and seeing to, you know, I mean, obviously, if some rampaging fox or deer, you know, came through and was trying to eat his crop, I'm sure that he'd be springing into action. So it's not that he is totally eyeing and totally hapless when it comes to what is going on with his crop there, but he recognizes that there's just nothing that he can do for it. You know, the, the ground has been tilled, the plants have been watered, they've been given the loving care that they need, and now they're just growing, so he is just waiting. Um, and that's kind of the action that is going on there. So waiting, patience, and boredom uh, are the upright meanings. Now, in reverse, the Seven of Pentacles is dealing with very similar ideas. However, rather than having the attitude of watchful attentiveness and waiting for the maturity of his crop in the fullness of time, we get the impression that this guy is just a little bit apathetic about what's going on. He's not giving the active attention that he needs in the waiting process. It's more like, ugh, I can't believe I'm having to do this for the rest of my life, or this is just totally boring and I can't bear it, you know, thinking about this for another moment. He's letting his mind wander, he is not staying focused, and he doesn't really care. Upside down, we get the impression that this isn't actually his, and he doesn't have any vested interest in how it turns out. He is just there trying to collect his wage for the day and go home, and, you know, who cares if the plants burn in the hot sun or get eaten by uh, animals in the night, or whatever. He just, he is not thinking about the long term, and he is not waiting for the reward. He is just there manning the post. Um, and that's kind of the energy that we get when it is upside down. Moving on to the Eight of Pentacles. The Eight of Pentacles features a young man on a workbench. He's straddling a workbench in red tights and brown shoes. He has got a blue tunic or shirt on, and he is wearing what must be, it's very its very dark brown, so we're looking at it and we're thinking that it's probably a leather workman's apron. And he's got a small chisel and a hammer, and he is 
uh, working on creating pentacles. There are one, two, three, four, five hanging on the wall of his workshop. Uh, he is working on one, so that's the sixth. There is another one propped up against his workbench, and then there is another one sort of behind him and on the floor um, for seven and eight there. In the distance, in the background, we can see some sort of village or some sort of town with a tan or off-white colored brickwork with red roofs. But he is just toiling away, working at his workbench here on uh, his pentacles. The implication is that he has made all of the pentacles in the scene, including the one that he is, you know, working on right now at the moment. Not surprisingly, therefore, the Eight of Pentacles is talking about repetition, craftsmanship, and hard work. I mean, there are any number of hard work idiomatic expressions you could bring into play here. Things like uh, busy bee, eager beaver, practice makes perfect, any number of those things would apply to the upright position of the Eight of Pentacles, because we have uh, an apprentice or a master, we're not really sure. Either way, this man is doing his best and got his nose to the grindstone, there's another one for you, and working at his craft. In the reverse position, we're talking about kind of the opposite meaning. We're looking at a shirking of work or inexperience, not knowing what we're doing, just sort of haphazardly hammering away and trying to sort of fake it and not necessarily making it while we're about it. Alternatively, if you don't go with the opposite impression, I would say that a change of perspective uh, can be given as this card's reversed meaning. And the phrase that I would summon to mind for the reversed Eight of Pentacles, if appropriate, given the other cards in the reading, might be something like, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Definitely that vibe could be coming into play here. The Eight of Pentacles could mean shirking work or inexperience, certainly, but it could also mean overworking yourself, just having a completely topsy-turvy approach to work-life balance. Because when you invert the Eight of Pentacles, at the top of the card is this man working, at the bottom of the card is blue sky. Um, so in the elevated position, then, is this workbench with this guy just working, 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 and you have the impression that it's there's this whole line of pentacles that he has still got to work on, you know, that are hanging up on the wall, sort of like he is one point within an assembly line, and it's just a conveyor belt of work coming toward him, and he's not got a break in sight. Whereas in the upright position, it appears maybe more like he's got all this to show for his efforts, and look at how crafty and clever he is, and look at what a good and hard worker he is. So there is that subtlety of meaning there that you can get. Either the opposite, shirking work in an experience, or the change of perspective, overdoing it at work, too much work, too much focus on work. And there are a few other uh, cards that have that meaning as well. So like I said, just look at the other cards in the spread that you're working on to see what meaning is most likely, or check in with your intuition. In fact, you should be checking in with your intuition as often as you can, because it is your intuition combined with the messages in the cards that make it special. Um, so if your intuition is telling you this is about somebody that is shirking their work, that is not doing a good job, then absolutely, by all means, go with that. And, you know, there may be times that people don't want to hear things like that. They don't want to be told, oh, you know, 
you're not doing all you can, you're you're not working very hard, uh, sort of thing. They may argue with you. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're wrong. You could, in fact, be right. So if you get a strong sense of that, it might be best to say, well, this is just, you know, what I see in the cards, and I'm just here to give you the message. But I would advise you, if you feel confident of your reading, don't reverse the meaning. So, like, don't tell somebody, oh, you're not, you're not working very hard, if you believe that is what's going on, and then have them argue with you and say, oh, well, you know, it could mean that you're working yourself too hard. Because, you see, everybody would be, like, okay with being told that, oh, yeah, you know, I, I do work myself really hard. You know, that's, that's, a, that's something that we are programmed to, you know, think of as a good thing, overworking ourselves. Yes, How, what good productive people we are, you know. So just be careful of that, because it can happen. I don't know why I'm taking this opportunity to drone on about that. It doesn't happen very often. At least I don't find that it happens too terribly often. Although sometimes you do get the sense that, you know, am I trying to coat this in too much of a positive way? Am I trying to sort of candy coat the reading? And if you do get that impression, if you if you do check in with yourself and you feel that that's what's going on, take a moment, steady yourself, and make sure that you are delivering a clear message and what you actually see and what you actually feel about the spread rather than what you believe your querent wants to hear. This is a card that can be particularly tricky for that, and so, yes, do watch out for that scenario. Okay, nearing the end here, we are now on to the Nine of Pentacles. The Nine of Pentacles features this uh, grandly appareled woman. She is wearing a red-lined yellow cloak that appears to have some sort of flower motif print going on. On one hand, she has perched some sort of hawk. We can tell it's a hawk because it has a red hood on, um, so it's some sort of hunting bird, it looks like there. And that is perched delicately on her gloved hand. She, Yes, and that's the other thing. Not both of her hands have this glove. This glove is not a lady's delicate, you know, white evening glove sort of thing. It is a sort of yellowish-orange leather so that, you know, she can allow a bird of prey to roost on the back of her hand there. In her other hand, she has it extended low away from her body, and she is sort of touching, in a loving manner it looks like, a crop of pentacles. There's one, two, three, four, five, six pentacles on one side of her, and there are an additional three on the other side for a total of nine. Now, she is in what appears to be a garden. There is rather a lot of leafy foliage behind her, and there are grapes as well. So she is in amongst grapes and pentacles, she has a bird of prey perched on one of her hands, and she is sort of looking at it almost curiously. She does not have a concerned look on her face at all. It's just more like, oh, well, isn't that interesting? And it's very, it's almost lazy in its way. It's not quite lazy, but it's just very calm and relaxed. And you can tell that this woman has a great deal of power. You just sort of feel it in the card. There is a snail on the ground by her feet, and in the back, there are some trees, some mountains. The sun, in my opinion, in this card, probably is setting. It just looks, you know, the sky is sort of a yellowy color. And then there is uh, also a house that you can see uh, in the distance, perhaps hers. Uh, so that's what's, those are some of the images and symbols on the card. But as I say, you just get the impression that it's a balmy summer evening, and this is a woman of leisure. She has her hawk which is something that back in the day, 
not everybody had birds of prey that they could go hunting with. You know, this was a rather special kind of thing, and if you had such, I mean, you had lots of money, you had plenty of wealth, and it was sort of one of those things that you did. I mean, there was definitely definitely the element of hunting to it, but hunting in that way was just not something that everybody had access to, so you had to have money to do it. It was, in its way, a luxury. And then the fact that she's got all of these pentacles around her and that she's just sort of, uh, you know, lazily touching them. Very different from the man in the Four of Pentacles who is clutching hold of his pentacles. This woman is quite confident that they're not going anywhere. They're just resting right there alongside her. So not surprisingly, the Nine of Pentacles is talking about abundance, harvest, and individual wealth. I would also add luxury there. Luxury seems to be uh, a good word uh, to associate with the Nine of Pentacles. In the reverse position, the Nine of Pentacles retains some of its upright meaning, but not all of it. So there is a slight change of perspective necessary for reading the reverse of the Nine of Pentacles, um, almost like there is a blockage or an obstacle happening there. Specifically, the woman still has what she has in her garden. Uh, you know, there there are still fruit there, there is plenty around her, but her world has gone upside down, is topsy-turvy. Um, and she has been left, rather than holding a hawk, a symbol of leisure and of sort of a pastime enjoyed by the wealthy, she's, I, I kind of look at her as, she's been left holding the bag, so to speak. You know, she's been deserted, the help that she may have thought that she had is no longer there, the rug has been pulled out from under her, and her world has turned upside down, and so she is not in any kind of frame of mind to be harvesting or luxuriating. Rather, she is trying to right herself and to reorient, to figure out, you know, where am I? What's going on? So the Nine of Pentacles reversed speaks to a little bit of that disoriented energy. You still got stuff, but you need to get it back together and turn it right side up again. Um, you might have to do it yourself, or you need to reestablish your support system and uh, figure out, you know, where your help is coming from. You know, maybe this woman is not harvesting uh, the fruit of her garden all by herself. Maybe when she's turned upside down, you know, all of the hired hands that she has taken on and employed to assist her during harvest time have all left. Maybe they're all drunk in the local bar and, you know, planning not to come back. Maybe they've stomped off in a huff. Maybe there was a dispute about wages or something. You don't really know, um, but you could easily imagine that story uh, when you look at the Nine of Pentacles in the upside down position. So, yes, this is about a woman that has to do something to right the situation before she can proceed with her plans as, as they were. Finally, we get to the Ten of Pentacles. Now, the Ten of Pentacles is a rather interesting card. It's got a lot going on there. There is, in the Ten of Pentacles, a large sort of concrete or stone archway that has um, some carvings on it. Uh, I can't really tell what the carvings are. They look sort of like scenes of nature to me. We've got a couple of shields that or shield shapes that are on this large stone archway. Underneath the archway, we have a man and woman, presumably husband and wife. There is also a child uh, appearing, uh, sort of peering 
out from behind his mother's dress. There are two dogs, and there is a grandfatherly sort of figure, a man with white hair and a white beard and mustache, in elaborate, uh, beautifully printed clothing, sitting in the scene as well. There, in the distance beyond the arch, there are some houses, a tower, a bit of a wall. Uh, there is sort of a blue sky and uh, some trees, some trees we can see in the distance, perhaps part of a forest. There is a lot going on in the image, but the thing that I think is important to remember with the Ten of Pentacles is the multi-generations that we see there. We have grandma or, or, or grandpa, really, in, in the picture it's depicted as grandpa, but the idea is the same. You know, grandma and grandpa, generation one, then we've got a husband and wife, generation two, and then the third generation from where we started, their offspring as well, and then they even have the family pets, which, you know... You know, if your if your family is anything like mine, you may go through um you know a few during the course of your family's history and lifetime together because pets aren't as long lived as as humans generally speaking. So there is a lot of life there and a lot of life at different stages of the game, so to speak. Therefore, the Ten of Pentacles in the upright position is talking about legacy. Legacy is the immediate word that leaps to my mind when I see it. This is sort of imagine um, powerful families and the the legacy that is left with them. Think of the Borgias or uh, the de Medici families, if you're familiar at all with history. Look them up if you're not. Interesting, uh, interesting happenings going on in those stories. There, it doesn't have to be anything quite as grand and dramatic as that, but they are good images to have in your mind when you think about legacy and like the pent up power and direction of a family overall. So we are talking about legacy. We're talking about inheritance. This card could in fact come up if uh, somebody has recently passed on and there is a sum of money to be inherited. Uh, that it could mean uh, an inheritance. Lastly, we're talking about generational wealth. So wealth that isn't even always measured in terms of money, but rather in terms of the experiences that we get from living in, you know, family situations. The wealth that we get from knowing our grandparents, knowing our parents, having pets, that sort of thing, you can't really put a price on, and that is also wrapped up in the meaning of the card, I feel. Now, in the reversed position, the Ten of Pentacles takes on a rather different meaning altogether. It's basically the same idea, but all of the negative components that go along with the ideas behind inheritance and generational wealth. Namely, the generational wealth is being squandered, or there is fighting and disharmony in the family, and that things aren't being distributed evenly or well, things are being mismanaged or poorly handled. I'm thinking of a situation recently that I was told of by a good friend of mine that had one of their important family members pass away, one of their close family members passed away, and then, you know, disputes over inheritance uh, start to occur, or people that think to themselves, oh, I'm entitled to more because X, Y, or Z now that this person is gone, or maybe I'm going to move into their house and, you know, the house should be mine because this, this, and this, and really it becomes rather nasty and materialistic, and it's not about the loss uh, and preserving the power and wealth and good name of the family so much as it becomes about that person or person's interests. 
And so the Ten of Pentacles in reverse has a real note of sadness to it about that. Because, you know, anytime a death happens, it, it has a tendency to to really affect and rock a family to its core. Uh, so it's unfortunate when it happens, but sometimes you do get people trying to capitalize on that and trying to turn a profit for themselves rather than come alongside the other members of their family during their time of grief and remember and have the appropriate legacy passed along and taking their part in that legacy along with everybody else. So it can be it can be really difficult. So do watch out for the Ten of Pentacles there and know that when it is upside down like that, it is very likely that there is some pretty deep and convoluted uh, painful stuff going on. So another card to watch out for and be careful of how you deliver uh, that message to your querent. And there you have it. How do you feel about the suit of pentacles as a whole? Do you prefer the cups? Are you still reserving judgment until after we talk wands and swords? In closing, I'd like to make a special thank you to the incredibly talented Dylan Craig for providing the music for our show. If you would like to collaborate on a musical project or book a recording session with him, please see his contact information in the show notes. As always, please feel free to contact me via email at alacrealtarot at gmail.com. That's A-L-A-C-R-A-E-L-T-A-R-O-T at gmail.com with questions, comments, and general thoughts. I happily read for clients both near and far, and if you are interested in booking a reading, please feel free to reach out. If you enjoyed the show and would like to help keep it going, please consider becoming a patron. All patrons receive extra weekly content, ranging from blog posts to additional podcast episodes to tarot readings and tarot scopes. You can also connect with me on Instagram and YouTube at Alacrial Tarot. Thanks again for listening, and blessed be. Mm-hmm.